This is the Don't Forget to Breathe podcast. In these episodes, we discuss grief, emotions, mental health, loss, trauma, and death of loved ones. There may be triggers that touch pain and other emotions within you. We just want you to be aware before you listen. We hope this podcast will help you on your journey to emotional health. Welcome to Don't Forget to Breathe. I'm Bruce Barker, along with my co-host, Rena Collins. Hey, Rena. Hey, Bruce. I am doing okay. Um, hopefully our internet connection will speed up and, and it will go smooth. Um, I know there's something that you wanted to cover before we get into tonight's um, topic. topic. Yep, I know we yeah. always do a follow-on from the week, the, the recording before. I just yeah. had this aha moment last Saturday. And so last time we recorded, we talked about the different ways that we handle sharing about our kids, right, in different circumstances and what feels right. And I'd said to you at the time, you know, I bring the boys up when people ask me how many. It's just a personal choice, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And so last week, what happened was I'd met somebody new out and we were in a small group setting and she just leaned across the table and asked me that dreaded, but so do you have kids? Are they around? And I had second decision of, well, I can go into it and I always go into it. But all I said to her in the moment was daughters up in Boston mention the boys at all and that's the first time i've ever done that i i did not feel good the entire rest of the thing and i thought how can i backtrack and bring this in how can i make this right this doesn't feel good if i do that well i know why i did it but like heart space wise it just and it just it just really struck me how you and i had only talked about it a few weeks ago and how i'd all to bring them up how I'd always been comfortable to hold that space no matter what it did in the conversation and so yeah a little bit of figuring out what was the situation and why what was um so I just I was really you know kind of perplexed by that a little bit this week and I just thought wow I kind of didn't tone of the conversation and make it about me or grief or um it was just very interesting, uh, you know, so hmm. something that would come up during the week. Yeah, you know, we um, we keep, you know, you say it came out and, and I know there's times that things things do. They just come up and then we find ourselves um, in a new place or revisiting an old place. Um, an old reaction, a new reaction. Um, yeah, it's, uh, again, I mean, it's an ongoing, it's a never ending, a never ending journey. Right. And I mean, that kind of, well, it sort of leads into the, this particular episode, um, which we're, 
titling, did you really just say that? So if you notice on your, um, you know, those of you that have, are listening to the podcast or downloading on this particular podcast, I believe there is a, a uh, language warning because we're just going to get really raw with this because it, it can be a pretty raw subject or raw reaction to if we, if we, you know, we say, okay, did you really just say that translated to stupid shit people say? And, you know, as we discussed uh, before we started, we've done it too. You know, right. I know I have, have said, you know, when I look back and go, oh my God, why, what, what did, why did I say that? Um, and, you know, trying to think of the right thing to say. So um, the reason I, I wanted to put that warning out there and that we're going to be a little raw is that as this, you know, as we were coming into this episode, I had, um, I had seen um, several posts on social media from friends of mine whose children have died and and it seems like some of them are in the first year and the second year and and at various phases and they're posting um i can't believe someone just said this or whatever and they're they're offended and hurt and and just as as i was and and i'm sure Rena just as you were and um and so as i i reached out to them um, to ask if I could share some of that tonight. And I know what my reaction was when I read it initially, and the language filter was non-existent. And I I believe that as I point out some of this stuff, everybody's language filter is going to probably go away, and that may include yours as well, Rena. So, um For sure. Okay, so stupid shit people say. And did you really just say that? Yeah. What um Go ahead. Now what Let me hear, you know, we talked a little bit before um uh-huh. of some of those things that have been said to you and do you want to jump in on that? And share sure. some of that. I was just t- chatting with you before this. And again, as you said, you know, this is stuff. Stupid shit might sound a little harsh um, because it's well-intentioned, right? That we that we know of from people. Right. And you and I have also done it. It does just feel really stupid in the moment. And, mm-hmm. and you do get that raw reaction. Even if you don't show it on the outside, you do have that raw, real, just fuck off moment on the inside. Yeah. Yeah instantaneous thing are you really kidding me did you just say that so when my first son died uh, when he was three months old i was up in ireland and uh, i bumped into a couple of friends of mine and um longtime friends how my baby was doing and i said well i said i am I'm, you know i'm really really sorry i have to share with you that he died and yeah, I mean, you really, really can't make this up. Missing a beat. <laughs> um, she said to me, oh, my God, 
That's bad. She said, our washing machine leaked last week and we had to blah, 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 blah. I didn't hear anything after washing machine leaks <laughs> because, oh, you think that's bad? about my leaky washing machine. And all I could think of was, oh, uh, wait now, I just told you my baby died and you're comparing it to your leaky washing machine that already repaired and replaced, replaced and fixed. I just didn't have any words. I remember feeling I need to get out of here immediately before before I say something, anything, I felt like the walls of the shop were closing in on I I just turned around and I just left. And um, we never had any contact again. Did not know what to say to them. I just didn't. And part of it was still me protecting them because I knew if they actually that they would be horrified and probably not even know how to face me. Um, because again, lovely people, <laughs> not sure how you mean well by that. I think it was just shock yeah. and didn't know what to say. Instead of not saying anything, they said probably one of the most damaging things. And I couldn't handle it. And I just ran away out of the shop. Um, yeah, I. And when you said that to me earlier, I, you know, uh, uh, my thought was, okay, did they. Did they not really hear what you said? Because that is, I, I that's, a, that's yeah. it's hard to I put mean, words on describing how bad no that words. is. Yeah. Uh, they probably did hear me, but didn't process it to be able to say, oh, you think that's bad. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I just you know, no and words. That was probably the worst thing that someone said. You know. I mean, I you know I've had, uh, and and I and I think that those, you know, those of you listening, you've probably you. I don't know that you heard that one before, but you've probably heard most of what we're we're going to say tonight, and some of it is, um, you know, it's it's almost like a classic line, right? Well, they're in a better place. Well, mm -hmm. no, they're not with me. Like, or I don't, you know, I don't give a shit if they're in a better place. They're not right. with me. There is no comfort in saying that. Or, um, well, you know, she's not in pain any longer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I'm in, I'm in pretty much agony 24 right. seven. So yeah. that's not a comforting thought um and and then some of these and and that's only i mean that's only a couple because it you know the whole over it thing comes up um or doing better yeah, that comes up so much and yeah. oh my god yeah and then so uh, you know as one of my friends had uh posted on social media and i and i asked permission to to repeat some of this without obviously saying their name, but one um, where she was just, I mean, she was just devastated. Her son died um, less than a year ago. Right. And um, in fact, it's, I, I think it's like nine months maybe. Mm -hmm. 
and she's seeing her doctor and trying to balance out um, because she needs antidepressants and is trying to balance that out. And, and his quote, as she was, um, you know, talking about it and just saying, and said, he just, it was real, just hard and sarcastic, like, you know, well, I'm sorry about your loss, but we've got another chance to get this right. Talking about the medicine. And it's like, really? Wow. I mean, um, okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to sidetrack here a little bit. In our podcast, it's audio only. But when Rena and I are recording this, it's video. We see each other. So if you had just seen Rena's face just then, the reaction. So again, those are the, you know, there's some of the things we're not saying, but it's, um, and and I'm sure that our listeners are the some of the same reactions, right? And then what, um. And then he started to question um, her son, um, like, how was his, you know, did he have bad blood pressure and cholesterol? Because it, um, it was a condition that something like that might lead to. But, but to question that, like, what was the point, you know, of, um, of it was almost one of those, didn't you catch this? kind of a thing, right? So right. we've talked about before, I think and I, I think I talked about in season in season one about not going down that road of what if or if I had right. just or any of those things, you know, which we do and it's and it's really easy to do is you question because you're you're the parent. You're supposed to protect. You know, so mm-hmm. then you're looking at yourself as well, what did I miss? What did I not do? You know, all of those things. And that's ones that, that you put on yourself and, and that you, and that we work through in the grieving process, but then to have somebody else throw that at you, like. And a doctor too. The, that thing, you know, yeah. the expectations should be higher of somebody who's in profession. So hence my shock yeah, and, when you said that. <laughs> And actually, if I could just yeah, real quick, and I don't know your friend, definitely don't know any details, but I just want to say, whenever she listens to this, that sorry that you had, um, it was, and uh, I'm just sorry that you reached out for help and that you had to feel that moment. So, yeah, it's um, you know, I see. I read a lot of her posts and we, we private message and, and I know that pain that she's going through and, and, um, you know, and, and it's, it's really, it's obviously devastating and really hard for her ever, just as we know, I mean, every single day. And then, and then here's another thing that to mention along that same line, um, so her son was married, right? And so now, and we and we haven't, you know, really covered this as a, you know, as a topic, I guess. But now, um, her daughter-in-law, who was young, because he was young, 
you know, is now um, lost her love, lost the love of her life, and has found herself suddenly, um, you know, suddenly a widow at, at a young age. And she, so my friend shared with me that um, just this past, just last week, that someone um, told her daughter-in-law that they had a man for her to meet. And <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me? Like it's, uh-huh. it's been nine months. Yeah. Right. And as she pointed out, like the headstone isn't even there yet and the dirt hasn't even settled. And, and you're trying, someone's trying to set her up with someone like now I don't, I, and, and she didn't point out who it was. If it was a, a man or a woman that did that, I want to think it was a man because, you know, we're stupid and we're the fixers, right? So we want to fix. I can tell you from my, yeah, I want to, you want, guys want to fix everything, right? You can't fix this. And th- there's just nothing about it you can fix. And having another man jump into your life isn't going to fix anything anyway. But just to, um, I, you know, when I read it, I'm just like, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's the fuck moment. And, you know, as we talk about in grief recovery, it's called, you know, facts about grief, right? And that's one. If you break up with somebody, you know, there's more fish in the sea or your goldfish dies, you buy another one and your dog dies. You, it's, it's like not allowing grieving process and making it on their time frame as opposed to hers. I've got someone to yeah, I, to meet. Yeah, I can see. Yeah, and so I know. Yeah, I'm just trying to make sense of uh, insense of something that you can't make sense of. Yeah, that's senseless. That is, you know, and so and so for my friend, not only is she um, grieving the loss of her son, but she's she's also grieving for her daughter-in-law for sure. a member of her family yeah. and the pain and the grief and the hurt she's feeling for sure. and you know she's that affects her as well and and obviously she was you know she was offended and and cried and said no and i mean i you know i don't know and then where her son was, you know, is yeah. incredibly difficult to even imagine. I remember when Phil died, um, he had a sweet girlfriend and she was only 20, you know, when he died. Uh, Paul being her boyfriend. Imagining someone yeah. else, you know, it's kind of a crip it's um and of course the heart can hold tons of emotions at the same time so wanting her to be to meet somebody but at the same time and then wondering would somebody else treat her as well as he has you know mm. 
Because she said he taught her unconditional love and loved her so well and just, whoa, not wanting to imagine anybody else in that role. So I don't know if that's part of what your friend is going through as well. Just Wow, yeah, yeah. Wow. A difference. So, so many stages, so many things to navigate going through losses like this, the changes. Yeah. Um, and so another one of my friends who, um, I mean, I just love dearly. In fact, she, she was there. We were working in the, in the same building. And, and I, um, I know I mentioned her in, in season one, but, um, she was there when I drove back to, um, to my shop after getting the phone call that Kristen had died and she knew Kristen and she's the one that jumped in and, while I'm in just a complete fog making the travel arrangements, doing all of this stuff mm-hmm. right. um, for me. And her son died um, a little over a year ago. And so she shared with me today, and the, and the one of the things that um, that she says happens often right, is whether it's a text or they're at dinner or a phone call. And the question is, well, how are you? Right. And, and I know when somebody's asked me that question, depending, um, and most of the times when, and just like, you know, she would typically answer is, well, pretty good. Thanks. Because do you really want to know how I am? Because if you got an hour, I'll let you know. But that's really not, you know. But the response she's getting is what is, um, has been really hard. Where they've said, well, it's, you know, it's good to see that you're moving on. And I admire your strength and right. pushing through and going forward. And, you know, and, and in her mind, you know, as uh, it's, um, she translates it as, you know, well, good to see you haven't forgotten your dead son already. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's like, and you will never move on, right? No, you don't, no there is no moving on. There is no getting over it. Um, you know, and this is the one where it's like, yeah, really just fuck off. Are you serious? Like there's, and again, like you said earlier, they may be well-intentioned, but they're trying to think of the right thing to say instead of realizing there is no right thing to say. And that's kind of the purpose of this tonight, of this podcast, is one is is we're, you know, all of us who have experienced this, um, we're just kind of sitting around having this conversation, you know, just like you would – you know, if we all got together and we're hanging out and we're having a beer or a glass of wine going, well, you think that's screwed up. So then somebody told me that, you know, you're just sharing all experiences. But the other part of this is hopefully there are 
those listening to the podcast who have not lost a child, but are walking the path with someone or know someone who who has, or maybe that it just happened and they came across this podcast and went, all right, I need some pointers. I need to know because I don't know what to do. Well, we're telling you, there is nothing you can say that's going to fix anything or really help anything other than just making it known that you're there. That's it. So like you said, the head thing, while the intentions may be good, if you try to think of it, it's not going to work. The wrong tool for the job. Heart speaks emotions. So the head will spew out all of these intellectual facts that may be factually true, but it's the heart that's crying out. Validated and the emotions allowed to be felt and witnessed. And um, so these intellectual facts, yeah, they might be factually true. But um, it's not, it's not, and I, I can say this because I've done stupid things before to people, before I had the right tools, before I for own losses where I learned. And, you know, I mean, we may not all have lost a child, um, all had loss of some kind, and we've all had, you know, stupid shit said to us. After a divorce or some loss of a job or whatever it is, you know, it's everybody says something because it's the wrong tool. And so, and those tools are typically passed on through the generations, right? right. We learn it, we pass it on, it's what we see, it's what we see in movies. Um, and then we just learn it. It's only when we've been on the receiving end and thought. I've said this to somebody before, too, and this is how it felt to receive that. Oh, God. Okay, let me not do that again. Let me close my mouth and just listen. And actually, when I um, do a grief program with people and I give them a papers, I'll have them draw, and I learned this in, in grief recovery, too. I'll have them draw a heart on the outside, a pair of ears on it, and a, an X across where the mouth should be. And I always say we listen like with ears. We don't say anything. We just listen. Just be a listening heart. Uh, so, because we want to jump in and fix pain, right? When we it's well intentioned, right. we don't want them to hurt. It's just the wrong tool. So. But there's a lot of us out there. Can I ask you, Bruce, what was the worst thing yes. that was said to you? What was the worst thing that was said to you that jumps out at you, Kristen died? Um, it's it, funny that it's, well, funny is not the right word. Um, it's really something similar to what, um, what my friend shared with me and some of the things that people have said. And one was, and there and there's there's many um but one was a comment you know so he died in his sleep and then it's like you know well at least it was quick or at least and then and it's like are you fucking kidding me and then in my case it was you know cuz she died in her sleep was well then she she didn't have any pain how the fuck do you know I mean, mm-hmm. 
So, again, I said that in my mind. I didn't just come right out. But it's... So that was... Because to me, it sounded discounted. Right. So, so would it work better for you if I said she died in a horrific car accident? Would that then, would that get your attention? But the fact that she died in her sleep, oh, well, at least there was no pain. Or in my friend's case, well, at least it was quick. Give me a fucking break. I mean, I know. At least it's a no. dead. It's still dead. Dead is no. Dead. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It it does not change the the pain. Um. Yeah. I'm sorry, Bruce. Yeah. That it's. Um. You know, and and obviously from from what we started talking at the beginning, I don't need to ask the worst thing that was said to you because. I still don't have words for that. Um, you know, there's, and there's, there's other things that my friend brought up that, um, that resonate in, in different ways. Um, one was, um, because, um, her son was their only child. And, and so, then somebody comes up and says, happy mother's day. <laughs> like, Holy shit. You know, she's like, uh, yeah, no, I'm not a mom <laughs> or, you know, or then asking, do you have any other children? Like what, you know? And so, I mean, I guess that, that one kind of goes back to that conversation that, that you said that you, what happened this week with someone asking you, you know, at dinner and you're just like, you, you sidestepped it and for, again, it might be like, no, we're not going to get into this right now. Um, and I think that I respect that if it, if you're not in a place that you want to do that, like mm-hmm. I personally, I don't think it's, it's a, you're not acknowledging, um, your sons, you're simply, I'm not in a place right this minute to have this conversation with you in this setting. So here's the deal because I, I do that. Right. So yeah. I have three stepsons. Well, two are stepsons, one I adopted. So he's a son. So, um, but the people that know us, I mean, you know, my wife and I, um, they'll, you know, if we're just together, if they don't know us that well, then, and it's the, um, oh, you know, you have, so you have three sons. Great. And then when they, they realize that, um, we got married, um, 10 years ago and the ages don't add up on the boys. Right. Then it's like, well, Bruce, do you have any? And there are times that I have said, well, these three right here. Because I, it's like, this isn't the time. Or depending on how it was said, it's like, I don't think you want to have this conversation with me. Right. Or then, again, it, it's just, it's a sense, it's a feeling to go, right. you know, well, my daughter died 
in 2006. And now I have my three sons here, you know, and, and, and really I just kind of trust my gut at the time of how I'm going to answer. Um, but as, you know, as my friends, you know, that I mentioned tonight, that's not an option for them. Right. Right. That's, it's the same as, as with you, you answer, you don't answer, you know, and, and that's what, you know, you know, where she's been asked, you know, do you have any kids? And then other things are are, are saying like, Hey, can I show you pictures of my kids? I don't really care, you know, or as she said, yeah, let me see. Oh, they're precious, which she's saying I'm just performing and I'm faking. And we've, I've done it, you know, just maybe, yeah. Yeah. To spare maybe that person or the conversation or, or, or sometimes as, as this comedian says, you can't fix stupid. So, why do I want to engage in this? I'm just going to, so there's multiple reasons that you can just kind of fake it and walk through it. Right. And so what did it remind you of? Uh, yeah, that actually happened to me at David's funeral. Showed me pictures of his newborn baby son. Oh my God. So, yeah. He took out his phone <laughs> at the end and I was <sighs> for him, but I couldn't, I was, basically sleepwalking through the station. I mean, genuinely thrilled for him on some level, but I wasn't, was even present for the conversation. I feel it was answering on autopilot, but I just wasn't there with it. Um, it wasn't until a few son he was showing me. Okay, now. I just, I couldn't actually look like that um, and do that. Um, I did realize after last Saturday, though, after I did have the experience over dinner, that I won't do that approach again. So not my thing. Um, and the funny thing was, I knew that you find she's actually a palliative care oncology nurse. This is what she does. Hmm. So we did similar things in life. I was a palliative did a lot of palliative care when I was a nurse. And so, yeah. Um, So she would have been comfortable with it. I just knew there would be a lot of questions. Had I gone down that road and I, why? But I just realized afterwards with the emotions, that it just wasn't the best. And I needed to stay with what is my tip. Um, yeah, it was just it was just a whole interesting part of this grief journey. It just didn't feel right, and I kept wanting to go back in the conversation. And go, well, I have three boys that I didn't bring up, um, but I'm meeting her tomorrow actually uh, for a hundred than like so. I I fully intend knowledge the other three quarters of my kids basically. Yeah. It's been, yeah, it's just another, just another aha moment um, as we navigate something different or doing something different or having a moment sprung on us like that, you know, just catches you unaware sometimes. 
so we've talked about we've covered a lot of of things <laughs> stupid shit people have said uh-huh. so rather than this just be kind of a you know a dumping ground and leave it at that uh-huh. from your role um as a grief specialist how do we navigate something like this because it's going to continue we're going to continue to get so i guess it's going to be it's going to sort of be two questions we're going to get um i mean it's just it's just the rest of our lives we're going to get these comments we're going to get these things that that people are going to say so that's one is what's our our best tool to navigate and then the other question is for those that are listening that um, are walking with someone or or know someone um, who has had a child die but it, but not you how do we what what do we do to advise them like what you know just to kind of sum up what we kind of talked about tonight question so <clears throat> when I was going through the process and now when I walk somebody through the process we do we go back and identify this misinformation or intellects that were told to us, um, imprinted on us as the right tools when it was the wrong. Because those tools that people or the things that people can actually keep us stuck in our grief or can, you know, prevent us from actually allowing ourselves to feel the emotions. So I will have clients. Uh, and what I do now, too, is to just say, you know, hearing that really doesn't help me right now or to ask for what you need. I need you just to listen, or I need a hug. You just hear me as I say this. This is where I am today, and I don't need, I just need you to listen to me. I need you to hear me. Um, asking for what you yeah. need. And if something, just saying something again, like doesn't really help me to hear that. And so, so it's not a bad thing to call them out on it in a, it's so to speak, right? It doesn't have to be a really raw, I mean, and some folks can, you know, fuck off, leave me alone. You don't get it. You don't understand. Um, but typically we don't do that, right? Typically we mm-hmm. give grace and compassion and we absorb it and we don't deal with it. Um be helpful just to say it really doesn't help me what I really need from you that would or I know that you really want to help me and I know this is what I need this is what would help me best right now because folks typically do and if somebody doesn't have the bandwidth or the emotional bandwidth or space to help they will fall to the wayside or you know Mm -hmm. I mean we've all lost friends not true friends but friends along the way uh, acquaintances who just right. could not hold space right mm-hmm. or who trust you actually remember one of my neighbors oh lord i'm just remembering now she the street rather than see me coming she'd she'd see me coming and she would just <laughs> run the opposite wow. direction and one day i had to just i had to the conversation to say look i'm okay i'm not going to fall apart around you even though I should have been able to, but she could 
she did not have that emotional bandwidth. I knew she had a big heart, but she could not handle what she felt my grief might look like in her presence. So she would mm -hmm. run away, physically run away down the street in the neighborhood rather than see. Um, so, but it didn't mean she didn't care that she didn't have it to give. Mm -hmm. So I feel like asking for what you need, honestly. Um, and then if folks can't give it, they will be there. And you will find out who the folks are who can hold that space for you. And then, as I said, reaching out recovery, you know, method.com of finding somebody in your area who emotional band to walk you through grief. Um, if you don't have support system in your family that that will be able to do that. So there's lots of resources out, um, for folks to walk you through this in a, in a healthy way. Yeah. And we've got, um, we have, we have some of those listed on our website. Um, the don't forget to breathe podcast.com. So there are some resources on there. There's also, um, ways to, uh, pages where you can reach out to us, um, and contact us. Um, either one of us and that we can um, point you in the right direction in your area or um, join a conversation with you, uh, whatever that might be. Um, so like I say, that website is live and interactive um, as well as, you know, where you can find us on Facebook and Instagram, but don't forget to breathe podcast.com. Um, and then one more thing that I know I'd mentioned in the last one, is after we wrap up a show, which we're just about to do, um, then typically Rita and I will continue talking. And we've decided that we're just going to record those conversations. They're going to be, so they'll be pretty raw. The sound quality may not be that great, depending on, on what we're doing. Um, but, and we're going to share those with you because it's, again, it's, it's just like I mentioned earlier, you're just, we're just sitting around um, with common ground and we're in this same club together that none of us want to be in and we're just having conversations. So mm -hmm. um, join us in that, you know, sit down and listen in. And, and again, we, we might bounce around from subject to subject, but it may be helpful for you or uh, you just may find it. Um, you know, just knowing somebody else gets it or, or knows how you feel. Um, and then in addition to that, reach out to us. Um, we will be, um, at some point in the near future, inviting people to come on and share their story if, if they want to do that. Because, um, while we're all in this, in this group together, each, uh, experience and each story is unique. And, you know, there's something that you may have to share with us that can help someone else. Um, and so we welcome you to reach out to us and let us know. So we look forward to hearing from you. And thanks for listening. Good night, everybody. Mm -hmm.